0: Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spell all the reality TV news and gossip and get ready to listen to our full unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars.
1: Anna Marie Wiley from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Danny and I are so pumped to kick off 2024 by chatting with you. And we're just here to celebrate your new status as a real housewife a true diamond holder i mean yeah. it's got to be a whirlwind time for you how are, how are you feeling
2: um well thank thank you guys first off for having me i'm super excited to be here and doing this um it's it's going it's going good i mean it's um it's been a very interesting process to mm. kind of see how everything works and now seeing everything unfold um because like when I was initially asked to do this, like it was it was so last minute. And so I feel like there wasn't really, you know, that time to kind of process like what what's about to happen and how my life is going to change. And um, and so that has been really interesting. And then, you know, now eight, 10 months later, seeing everything unfold and it, it's that. Uh, it's a, it's a
0: ride, I'll say that. <laughs> I feel that's almost kind of a blessing in disguise that you were just like thrown into it because you didn't have the time to be like, okay, should I do this? Should I not? Should I, what should, what's going on? Like it was able probably to block a lot of noise. And especially because you were brought on by like your friend Kyle. So you're like, yeah. at least I know I have Kyle by my side. Yeah, yeah. It was,
2: it was so, it was crazy how it happened. So I literally get a message from her in like the middle of March and she's like, hey, we just started filming season 13 of Housewives. Um, and, you know, produce, production is interested in talking to you. Uh, what do you think? And like I, I mean, initially, I was like shocked because it came from literally out of the blue. Um, and they had already been filming for six weeks. So it was it was so fast when it started, like literally within two weeks, I was filming. So, yeah, zero time to process.
1: <laughs> what? ultimately made you say yes because you did kind of have to make a quick game time decision because they had been filming for so long were you like I don't know if I want to hold a diamond or you were like give me the diamond let's go
2: You, you know it I I I will be honest I was a little bit hesitant at first you know because um I'm I'm used to being around fame and you know especially in athletics and the entertainment world and stuff like that, obviously through my husband, um, former NFL player, and then, um, a sports personality for a very long time. Um, you know, we have a lot of famous friends, the like, um, and I was very, you know, happy to be, you know, my private self and, you know, go to work and take care of the kids and do all that kind of stuff. And so the thought of having the attention on me all of a sudden was like, you know, it was, it was a big change and like a lot to grasp, but it was really my husband who was like, you know what? You, you're a multi-hyphenate, right? Like I I do a lot of things. He's been telling me for a long time. He's like, you should start a podcast. You should start a blog, something like that to kind of share your life experiences with people. Um, And he's like, you know, it's a it's a great platform. It's a great opportunity. And hearing that from him and then kind of realizing now, like, I'm 40. You know what I mean? I'm at a point in my life where I have accomplished so much and I feel like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, take a chance, try something new,
0: try new experiences and just, you know, embrace your opportunities. And I mean, while we are so excited that you are embracing these new opportunities and your husband is too, because you said he was kind of like, go for it. I am always interested because you say like, you know you're used to fame, famous friends, everything like that. How were your friends' reactions to you be like, "Hey guys, I'm about to film my entire um life on that network Bravo," you know? Like how was yeah. that combo, that yeah. announcement? Um that is so funny that you asked me that.
2: So, it you know it was kind of mixed. Like a lot of my friends were like shocked. They were like, "You you're going to be on housewife." Like they were they were shocked because um they you know, I'm just I'm a very, I don't even know how to put this like PC. I'm just a very like positive. Like I'm always just like positive, positive, positive. And I think seeing the conflict that often arises in the shows isn't really, it's not me. Um, I'm always the one that's trying to resolve things and bring everybody together. So I think some people were really surprised by that. Um like my my friends that are in acting, I mean, they were like, oh, yes, take the opportunity. It's awesome. Like, do it. And I have a lot of friends that are like fans of the show, you know, and they were like super, super excited. Um, So, yeah, kind of, you know, different reactions across the board. But for the like everybody has been super, super supportive. I have the most amazing circles of people and friends around me. And, you know, they've been there giving me advice like every step of the way, too. So it's been great.
1: What's been the best piece of advice you've gotten from a friend who's not part of the show prior to, prior to filming, because I'm sure you had to like mentally prepare yourself as someone who isn't necessarily conflict driven, someone who tries to keep the peace. I mean, it's, it's tough to, to be that person in this group of girls. (laughs)
2: Yep. Absolutely. Um, so a, a friend of mine, we were out at dinner the other night and He, the advice that he gave me, which was also advice that my husband has given me all along, but it was just so nice to have it echoed by somebody else who is um, very big in the spotlight. And his advice was just always be yourself and don't worry about what people are going to say about you, what they're going to think about you, because Number one, you you can't please everybody, right? In being your true, real authentic self. like someone is going to take, you know, take a side in this stance or they're going to take a stand in 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 this sense. And I feel like a lot of the time there's a lot of pandering that happens. and you know, i'm I'm just not that person. Like I can only be myself and you know, you just you you have to have a really thick skin. In order to do this. And that is something that I am actively working on building that muscle, you know, because it really
0: is, it's a muscle. I mean, because it is a, I feel like daily strength training exercise that housewives have to do because not yeah. only do fans let you know for better or for worse, yeah. their thoughts and opinions on you, yes. No, no, real housewives, not just on your cast, let you know. Yeah. And I mean, is it time to talk about now what is called esophagus gate? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go for it. I'm actually happy, really happy that
2: I get to talk about that because that has been something that has been weighing on me a lot Um, because it it's so, it's so misunderstood that whole um, narrative and storyline. And first off, let me just start by saying that to anyone and everyone that was hurt, offended with me, um, you know, saying like a, a my facetious remark, you know, like, oh, if you have a structure, you just chew your food. I was being very facetious when I said that. and you know, lesson learned in that as a professional in this platform, I now understand that I'm not going to be given the same, you know, kind of runway or leeway, mm. um, to be, you know, like nonsensical, like some of the other ladies will be with some things. Um, and so, like I said, I, you know, last thing I want to do is to offend anybody on something that is actually very serious. So first and foremost, I apologize for that. Um, And then, so where this is really coming from with my line of questioning is I'm really trying to understand what she's talking about. And this is why, because when, you know, Kyle brings it up at the dinner and says, you know, Sutton doesn't eat her food and she pushes it around her plate. And she says, it's because she has a small esophagus. It's being presented to me you know, as somebody who's just meeting the ladies for the first time as an excuse. And then when I ask Sutton, you know, what what is causing this? She, you know, I'm I'm just met with her getting very angry and defensive at me and denying that there's something. So um a neurosophagus is something, it, it's not a diagnosis in itself. It is a symptom of an underlying condition. So what I'm really trying to do is understand what that underlying condition is. But she is denying one and, you know, saying that, you know, she's, you you don't get treatment for it, but then she's talking about, well, let's all go and get it dilated together. And then I'm thinking, well, if you said you don't have an underlying condition, then you can't dilate healthy esophageal tissue. You know, I'm really just trying to understand what the underlying condition for it is not saying that there isn't one I'm going off of the information that Sutton is sharing with me. And, you know, she's not very forthcoming with information sometimes. Um, So, you know, that's really, that's really what it is. I'm trying to understand what the underlying condition she's, it, that it is like what's what's happening?
1: Isn't it insane that your entryway into the drama of Real Housewives <laughs> was about someone's esophagus? that yes. you would you have ever thought in a million <laughs> years that your first point of contention Ooh. with a cast member would be over an esophagus?
2: No, no, I I I really would not have. Um, it's uh, I'd like to say that it's comical, but, it, you know, but it's really not because because there are people that, you know, get hurt in that process and people with, you know, real and serious esophageal diseases that really, you know, were upset and hurt by that. And rightfully so. So, you know, I'd like to say it's a funny situation, but unfortunately it wasn't. Um, And like I said, it really just stemmed from me trying to understand. And, you know, it was also very it was hard because, you know, coming into this group of ladies, my first time meeting everybody at the dinner at Kyle's house. And, you know, there's, there's body shaming, there's fit shaming, there's sober shaming. So I'm seeing my friend who's, you know, brought me into this group of ladies be, you know, bombarded and, you know, like attacked about making healthy lifestyle choices. Like Kyle's going through a lot, you know, she has, personal things that are going on in her marriage. Um, she, you know, lost her best friend since childhood, right? Those kinds of things can send somebody into a spiral. And I'm really proud of her for handling them in such a healthy way. And then to see Sutton continually, you know, shame her, the, the body shaming, the fit shaming, the sober shaming, shame her for those things. It, it, it was it was actually very triggering to me. You know, it was, it was really upsetting. And especially as... Um, you know, I I grew up playing sports. I started running track when I was 5. I played basketball all through college. So for me growing up, it was really about having a strong mind, a strong body, being fit, and then to see this, you know, almost obsession with like being thin and and being tiny and everybody kind of like fixating on that. And then for that to be like weaponized against Kyle for really trying to be fit and healthy. It's like, that was, that was a lot for me to actually process at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Do you think maybe there's a pattern in Sutton's behavior? Because it seems like, you know, from your assessment, she weaponized Kyle stepping into a healthier lifestyle. And then maybe she possibly took the same route after processing your questions about her esophagus issue. Are there sort of like fundamental differences, would you say between you and Sutton that maybe prevents you from having a strong friendship?
2: So I think what it, uh, one one thing with Sutton is she she really likes to play the detective. She likes to ask the questions of others, but she's not very forthcoming when it comes to answering questions about her life. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's where, especially, you know, esophagate for us became very, um, a lot bigger than it needed to be. Had, you know, she had just been really forthcoming when I asked her and said, well, something like, hey, you know, I have isinophilic esophagitis or I have acid reflux that causes these, you know, those are both um, underlying medical conditions that would make a narrow esophagus make sense. Had she just have been forthcoming with that, this would have been, you know, would have been a bit of blip um but she she just she likes to play detective but she can't handle it when the shoe is on the other foot um and then it it's also a little bit difficult because um she it's almost like two steps forward one step back with Sutton like you think you're kind of getting to a good place and -hmm. then she kind of brings out the talons and you know she kind of does a 180 and like this whole Jekyll and Hyde situation starts happening. So that makes it a little bit difficult with her as well. So. What,
1: I was just going to say, what did you think of Dr. Nicole stepping in yes. and her assessment online? Cause it seems like from what you're telling us right now, it didn't seem like she understood your intention.
2: Yeah. So I was really very hurt by Dr. Nicole doing that. Um, you know, as, As a colleague in anesthesia practice, she knows my training, she knows my skill set, she knows my knowledge base. Um, And so I would think that, you know, if you see something and you're kind of wondering, like, why are you going along that line of questioning? Why wouldn't you offer that professional courtesy? And reach out to me and kind of ask and say, oh, I wasn't really comfortable with that. Like, why were you doing that? Um, And then as another, you know, reality TV personality, she knows that, you know, we we, you don't always get the full picture. And so I feel like for both of those reasons, it would have made if she actually was responding because she really cared, she would have reached out to me. And I actually did reach out to her after I was told that she made a video and, you know, she didn't respond to it, which, you know, shows me that this wasn't so much about clarifying anything for anyone. It was really, unfortunately, about trying to capitalize off of the Beverly Hills show. And, you know, I guess this is what the kids call clout chasing, right? Like you're just trying to capitalize on the moment for likes and, and whatever it is. And as I said, as a, as a, as a colleague, that was um, professionally really inappropriate, I think. And it was, it was very hurtful, you know, and, and I, I met her at Bravo Con. we did a medical panel together. And I, you know, I thought she was really nice. I thought she was really classy. She didn't come across as the kind of person that would, you know, do that, you know. So, Yeah, I think it was was hurtful, and I think it was really, really sad.
0: And it's especially shocking, especially if you guys had that bond at BravoCon because you're like, "Oh wow, we're in this together." Like we can like, there's like, I feel that's a very small group of reality stars who are also in the medical profession that can like kind of have that bond. But at least while that relationship, I feel, might just be a squash the beef, maybe in 2024 BravoCon. Who knows? Were there BravoCon relationships that you? We're like, oh, we do like each other now, or like, oh, I, we are good together. That maybe we're not Beverly Hills that like, got you excited. Oh my gosh! I
2: number one. Let me just say, I loved BravoCon. I had awesome. so much fun, and it was so funny because I am actually really shy talking in front of crowds. And for some reason, when I was at BravoCon, as soon as I was on a stage and had a mic in front of me, I was like Chatty Kathy. It was hysterical. <laughs> um, But um, I did. I you know, I I loved the Potomac Girls, like. They, I just loved them, like their energy. They were so fun. Um, Neca and I totally clicked. I mean, we have, you know, tons of things in common. She's the newbie on Potomac. I'm the newbie on Beverly Hills. We're both Nigerian. Um, And I, you know, I've actually never um, been to Nigeria. I was adopted. I don't know much about my Nigerian heritage. And so we really like bonded over that. And she's been, she's been awesome. So I really liked her. Um, uh, I loved Lisa from Dubai. was awesome. Kiki from Miami was so cute. There were tons of there were tons of people. Like everybody was awesome. I love that you and
1: Nneka, uh bonded over that shared experience of being the rookie and being the newbie what has that experience been like for you because i will say like danny and i were both at the beverly hills panel and you're you're right like you were a chatty kathy on stage i was so delightfully surprised because at that point we really hadn't seen much of you on the show but you were like hello i'm here i have thoughts feelings and opinions and you will hear them and you looked fabulous so it seems you're already very comfortable is that is that correct
2: yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm a very confident person. Like I've had a very, um, a, like a very complex past, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I was born in a very small farm town in Canada. Um, I was adopted when I was two weeks old. Um, I'm Dutch and Nigerian, um, by heritage, but I was adopted by a Dutch Indonesian family raised in an Indonesian family. Um, you know, like I said, played sports all my life. I moved here 19 years ago and, um, married my husband and then so I went from like you know a very like humble beginnings to thrust into this this lifestyle like literally one of our first dates like we we met in December of 2011 and he's like we need to go to Super Bowl in February and here I'm still in school and I'm sitting in in the hotel room studying because I've test like upon test on Monday and he's out doing his interviews and stuff during the day at nighttime, we're going all the Super Bowl parties and going to the game and everything. Like that was literally the life that I was thrust into. So like I said, I've been around it a lot. Um, And so, and, and I am just naturally, I'm a very, I'm a very confident person. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like I've done the work. I've kind of earned my stripes to be able to say that about myself because I feel like being confident and comfortable is it's a constant daily battle you know and I feel like I really put in the work to do that um and I'm I've just always been an outgoing person like I'm I'm the friend that's like let's go everybody together we're going we're doing this I'm the connector I like having a good time like I live for fun you know um so yeah it was uh it was a good time
0: and especially at BravoCon too because I feel that was when everyone was like Hey, there's the new Beverly Hills girl. We're so excited. And we what we knew from the trailer was, oh her and Crystal are not texting Ooh. that much together. Do you think it was a blessing or a curse for us that she lost her voice during the panel so you guys couldn't really go at it because how because like, how are you doing with her then? How are you doing with her now? What's happening? Ooh, okay. So the Crystal
2: situation, let me just preface it by saying, you know, I've I've always had a soft spot for Crystal. Um, because coming into this, like we, we have outside mutual friends. And so like, I mean, we, when I got cast, like we, you know, had an hour and a half long conversation Um, when that, you, you know, at Kyle's dinner, when she's like, that bitch is nosy. We were texting in the car before we got into the, into Kyle's house. You know what I mean? So, and I could tell that Crystal, you know, she was kind of the outsider in the group. Um, And so, like I said, I I did have a soft spot for her and I'm a very trusting person and I just, I trusted her one too many times and I would keep giving her the benefit of the doubt and she just kept stabbing me in the back, which you're going to see. And, you know, that saying where they're like, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, I learned that lesson the hard way over and over and over again in, in my life. And this is another example. Um, and, you know, people, people had warned me about her. And, you know, said she's not a truthful person. And I kind of, you know, I'd like to see the best in people. And so I kind of turned a blind eye to that. And like I said it, you know, she she stabbed me in the back, and I, I I see it now because you know knowing about the situation with her fourteen friends, and then right right right, mm-hmm. and then what she did to Sutton, um, you know where she had that deep dark thing that she suppose that Sutton said that was, you know, basically calling Sutton racist in so many words, but, and, and then it was, it was nothing, you know what I mean? She said it was just a feeling. And then now with me, you know, she decided to say, oh, she calls herself a doctor as, you know, that's, that's her newest lie for, for this season, you know, and, um, you know, she. She doesn't say a lot. The other ladies are right about that. She doesn't say a lot and I think that with me coming into this group, you know, we're similar ages, we have mutual friend groups. I was very trusting of her. I think she saw it as this is my time to get my voice and I'm going to use it or I'm going to do it mm. at Anna Marie's expense. And she really took the opportunity and and that's what she did.
1: Well, and it seems like you might have checked her on that because, as we see in the trailer, you say something to the effect of "I made you relevant," so it, it, it you were yeah to let her know what what you saw and what you assessed.
2: Um. Yes, so that's really what I meant by that situation. Is you know when someone doesn't have a lot going on for themselves and they don't have a lot to talk about and they don't speak up in the group Mm -hmm. um you know she really made her lie about me she made it her storyline right like the the, all the conflict that was happening with me that that was her storyline and so I was that's why I said that I'm like you can thank me for giving you something to talk about and making you relevant
0: and I'm now curious too, because you said you were warned about her. Did that come from castmates or from your guys' mutual friends? Because you brought up why the fourteen I, friends.
2: Why did I know you were going to ask me that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Um,
2: I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say any names. Okay. Um, you can spell them but, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but it, it came from. It came from people that we 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 both know. So not. Did and
1: it, you, it wasn't.
2: It wasn't just one person. It came from. It came from multiple people. So right,
1: maybe fourteen people. What? <laughs> one, did one of the fourteen have something to say?
2: I oh. am sleeping the fifth
1: for now. Okay. Yeah. She. She took a sip of water, guys. If you're just now. listening to this, she's, like, she's not getting into it. Well, I'm excited to see what goes. On down between you
2: and crystal later on this season
1: i feel oh, like
2: let me tell you too another time she called me a nurse practitioner so she oh. really has no idea what i do oh yeah 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 she's like you when i met you you called yourself a doctor and then but then she has no idea what nurse anesthetists do and by the way let me just tell you guys that nurse anesthetists can hold doctorate degrees so anyway but she and then one day she's like you can call yourself a doctor and then another day when all the ladies and we're all at dinner and she called me a nurse practitioner like she has
1: <sighs> Spreading hmm. this information about your medical title, is that how she stabbed you in the back, or are you talking about something totally different?
2: Um that's number one.
1: Okay, okay. All a right. list. Well, I can't,
2: can't that. That's why I said it was repeated stabbing, repeated stabbing. And you know, shame on me, like fool me once, you know, but
1: right. Are I'm you I'm hating,
2: we're nice people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How are you mentally preparing for the reunion? Because I'm sure it's going to be pretty explosive between you and Crystal.
2: You know, uh, I'm mentally preparing by planning my vacation for afterwards. Um okay. No, I think for me it's really just going to be about um staying within myself, right? Like just mm-hmm. being myself being true to who I am as a person, um, staying calm. I I'm sure you guys can tell already, like I'm, I'm a very passionate and like animated person. And that often comes across as like very fiery. So I feel like I need to like Zen a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's really just going to be sticking to my truth and, and being me, right? Like can't be anybody, but who you are. So, um, I ran into, um, um, Heather Dubrow at dinner the other night. And she was like, call me, I'll give you pointers for the reunion or whatever, you know? Uh, and I feel like people can tell me all they want to tell me and give me, you know, all the tips and and the pointers in the world, which of course, you know, I'll appreciate, but it's really just going to come down to being, being honest and
0: being my true self. The champagne queen is a good one to have on the back burner in case you do just need some tips. Or I feel like I would... Get vacation tips from her because she knows how to live I, her best life. I live for a vacation. I love for vacation. but I am curious. What do you think after reunion is more likely to happen? You and Crystal becoming friends or Dorit and Garcelle becoming friends? Because oh, those goodness. two, oh. those two, I do feel like are, I don't cook. Is it water and oil? Whatever the things that don't get together, I think it is them. So I don't know. Which one do you think would be more likely?
2: I think it's more likely that Dorit and Garcelle do. Honestly, like I, 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 and I can be friends with anybody. I can honestly, I really can. But I, I just, I gave her so many chances, and just mm-hmm. the lies, and the lies, and the, lies, it's just, it's a lot. Um. So, you know, I, I feel like there is hope for Dorit and Garcelle. Um, you know, and I can, I can kind of see both sides of you know where they're coming from like you know Garcelle's not wrong in saying like as you know as black women like we we carry a lot of extra weight and things like the angry black woman and like we're more aggressive like I mean I just told you guys like I'm very passionate and fiery and people can just be like oh she's so aggressive because Mm -hmm. I'm black like is is everyone going to get that label like probably not so I definitely see where Garcelle is coming from um with that um and I see where Dorit is coming from when she's saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to use the word attack in that way towards you. I feel like she was really open um, to understanding where Garcelle was coming from and what this, this, you know, how Garcelle was triggered by the word. Um, and the and the word is is used a lot. I mean, I've probably used the word three times today, right? So I can see where both of them are coming from. I feel like they're both um, open and honest and and hopefully willing to get to that place. So I, I see hope for them.
0: Do, do yeah, you feel? I, uh-
1: no, go ahead, Danny. go
0: ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, do you feel? Because Dorit didn't help herself from some fans when she did the bubble Instagram caption for her oh, post. I don't know yeah. if you saw that where she was like, I'm happy in my bubble. And everyone was like, bubbles, bubbles. And then when they saw how it, was used actually in the episode fans yeah. were kind of like oh dorit no did you kind of feel like dorit why would you do that or do you think it no just...
2: i i actually i didn't even notice it either i'm not i'm not gonna i was it was christmas time it was the holidays like i i was just be home being mommy with my kids mm-hmm. i would my social media use had gone so much down so i wasn't even really aware of that um uh, uh oh I can I can yeah that's a tough one I don't I can see where that would have looked a little bit off um and I I hope that wasn't her intention with doing that um mm, that's tough, that's
1: tough. Yeah, Well, speaking of things that are off <laughs> another thing that is off <laughs> currently in the group is uh Sutton and Kyle like they oh. have been at it all season. Kyle said that she's currently on a break from Sutton as someone who is Kyle's friend and who has clashed with Sutton. What is your take on the situation? Do you think they're done? because from that conversation in the room at dinner, it just, it didn't, it, it felt a little irreparable.
2: Yeah. You know, um, I have hope for them. I don't think it's irreparable. Um, I, I really feel like Kyle, she's, she's a really forgiving person. And I feel like Sutton, when she wants to be reasonable, can be reasonable, right? It kind of goes back to that thing I was talking about with Sutton, words, two steps forward, one step back. What what mood is she going to be in today? What side does she want to show you? I feel like if she's going to show some consistency to Kyle and really show that she can be a good friend and really be there for her, then I feel like they're going to be able to move forward just fine. Um you know, I I think it was really, it was really off-putting for Kyle, I'm sure, right? Like this is supposed to be your friend and she's coming after your marriage and she's coming after you for being healthy and being sober and things like that. And so I can see why Kyle's like, I can see why she needs a break from her right now, right? That's not, that's not friend behavior. That's not how friends are supposed to be there for one another and support each other.
0: And I mean, she had a nice holiday break with Rihanna, so I think Kyle is recharging just fine
2: right, right now. <laughs> seriously, right? Like, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I mean- best,
1: Kyle's in a really good spot. She's hanging out with Rihanna in Aspen while Mo is skiing with Anita and Bikini. Like, everyone's just like living their best lives. But yeah. I'm, I'm still not over Mo skiing partially nude with Anita and Lele Pons. Like, what? What it was your reaction to that
2: situation? I,
1: I I love it. Um, I love how they both each found their their like pop superstar to hang out with an Aspen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that look, they've been married for a long time, right? 27 years. They have a beautiful family. They had a beautiful relationship and they're they're going through hard times right now, right? I think they're both in a place where They're still prioritizing their family. They want to do what's best for their children. Um, But I think they are, you know, they're clearly taking some space from each other right now. And they're in that phase where they're they're doing things that are bringing them joy and things that are making them happy. And I am happy for them for doing that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just it's the nature of the beast that they're public people this is what happens right every every single move you make is scrutinized everybody's watching it everybody knows about it right you know how many people are going through things like this right now doing far worse we just don't know about it
0: right so and i do feel it was at least cuz i know all the viewers and everybody when they were seeing mo on his ski escapades was like how what no oh kyle and i'm like kyle just seemed fine and because i was like oh then kyle went to aspen and was having a lovely time so i kind of also think it is to your point too where they are a few steps ahead of everybody in terms of their conversations with them and their family so i feel the the person who's the most unbothered by this is kyle where she's like if he wants to go skate, go do it
2: right she's like i'm with rihanna i'm good yeah oh
0: (laughs) And I am curious, too, when you were talking about people having to do things in the public eye, because when we were talking and I was like, what was the first time I was seeing photos of you popping up? And one that did just come back to me is that I remember you and Rachel Lindsay had like an hour long lunch. And yeah. I'm not sure how close you guys are, but I don't know. Are you shocked about the news that she just had with Brian filing for <laughs> divorce as well?
2: Um, So Rachel and I are good friends. Uh, um, we met through, you know, other friends and we instantly closed We developed a really um, strong relationship. She's brilliant and she's real and she's down to earth. And those are qualities I love about people. Um, You know, this is going to be a challenge for her, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's. um, She's going to need support and she's going to need love And I feel like the best thing that I can do for her is be a friend and be there for her. I feel like the best thing the public can do is, you know, offer words of support and just kind of give them their space and give them their privacy. Right. Like it's very interesting for them because of the nature of the show that she was on. Right. Like this is what it's all about. It's finding your soulmate, getting married. Everyone wants to see that, that perfect love story and see that happily ever after. And you know what, guys, like the reality is 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? So it's very unfortunate. And, you know, my heart goes out to them. But it, it just it doesn't always work every time, you know, so... Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: so tough because, you know, to your point, like, she was on The Bachelorette, everyone was like, so invested in who she was going to give her final rose to. And then she and Brian had this gorgeous marriage for several years, like in in Bachelor Nation world, like it was a really long time. And then similar to Kyle and Mo, like people have been watching their relationship and rooting for their relationship for like nearly two decades now um with, so I, I guess that's that's what happens when you uh put your relationship in the public eye which you like you are doing now we see all the gorgeous family photos behind you obviously you and Marcellus have a very happy marriage <laughs> encouraging of you pursuing housewives did you guys have any conversations prior to filming out like hey like how are we going to safeguard our relationship because there is that dreaded reality tv curse that everyone talks about
2: Yeah. um, And no, yes. And no, no, we didn't. So it's funny because, you know, Mike Hill was married to Cynthia and Marcellus and Mike used to work together. So, you know, Mike had some words for Marcellus, but we, we, Marcellus and I, we didn't need that because like I said, like he's been, you know, he's been in the public eye for so many years now. And so he's very, he's used to it. He's used to the attention. He's used to the noise. He's, he's used to all of it. And so and we know, you know, we know who we are. Excuse me. Sorry. One sec. So yeah, he's, he's used to all that, right? Like none of, none of this is new for him. And so we know who we are. Um, We're very strong in our foundations. Like that's why, like literally we met the night we met, Marcellus was like, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, you don't even know me. He's like, Nope, you're going to be my (laughs) wife. And you know, every, uh, everything was so fast for us. Like, Moved in within two months. We were engaged within nine months. But our first house within a year got married right after I graduated from grad school. Like everything in our relationship has been so fast and so solid because that's who we are as people. And I think the one thing about our relationship that really sets us apart is we we do the difficult stuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. people don't like having difficult and uncomfortable conversations. And let me raise my hand to say I'm the first one that doesn't like them, you know, because I'm like I'm from Canada. We like everything to be bubbles and roses and happy and blah, blah, blah. And he is the opposite. He's like, let's have the real conversations because you don't get to know people and who they really are without really asking the tough questions. And so Mm -hmm. we really go there in our relationship, you know, Um, here example for you, you know, that whole eight and a half thing. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that? I'm like,
2: flip it for a second. What were well, your thoughts
0: on that? Evan knows like, I am like an earth sign Taurus and I take a lot of things personally and I mm-hmm. hold grudges to the end of time. So I, and also I would be like, I was like, so I would be like, write me down what, what it's keeping me the two and a half away. I would be like, and let me know, because then I'll write away. 55. One and a half away. One and a half, one and a half away. You're one right. half away. So let me know that 1.5, and then I'll give you 155 of how you can improve. So that is me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um.
2: So let me say this, though. He, he said I botched it. He was like, you totally okay. got that wrong. He's like, you're not eight and a half across the board. He said you're an eight and a half average. So he's like, yes, you're a 10 in looks and brains and mommy and all that stuff. But he's like, but you have OCD and you nag me and you that, that, that's your 10. two. So that's what he was. He's like, that's what it really was. You watched it. So, okay, fine. But let's go with what I initially said that I said wrong, right? Am I a 10? Uh,
1: to me, you are.
2: And that's I think we me. should
1: all call ourselves 10s. But it, it's so funny because, like, yeah. as you were explaining it on the show, I was like, oh, no, that must have, like, really hurt her. But then I was, like, no. thinking about it. And I think – my mind was going more towards what he meant. Was like you're, a, oh, you're you're an eight and a half average, which like is really good because you can't excel in all things oh, at God. all times. So if I'm an eight point five in everything at all times, I'm really proud of myself.
2: Bullseye! I'm an I was an athlete, guys. Like you don't have to tell me I'm a ten. Like that 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 doesn't feed my ego. You know why? Because I did never had a coach that said. Anna-Marie, you're perfect because you're you're never going to be perfect, right? Scale of one to 10, five is actually average and 10 is perfect. Nobody's perfect. So if it was that he's saying you're an eight and a half and everything, that's why I was like, that's a badge of honor. I'm like, that's an A in everything I do. I'll take it. I also feel like that that goes to show you. And and even like when, you know, we have, that's like a dinner party conversation with Mm -hmm. some of our friends and stuff. And, you know, we'll say, I'll be like, what would you say if so-and-so called you, an eight and a half. They're like, oh, he better call me a ten and blah 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 blah. And I was like, but but why? Like, no. I don't I don't need that from my husband. Like, that doesn't fill me up because I know who I am as a person. And that's why I think why people say you need two whole people to make a relationship work. I'm whole without my husband. He's whole without me. We're together because we want to be, not because we need to be. Right.
0: Mm. So, mm. did yeah. you when you like came out of your mouth? Did you realize you're like, "Oh, I said it wrong? or you are like, no, I explained it. No no because I thought I said it right because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah,
2: I thought I said it right. And he's like, no, you totally botched that. And I was like, I did. and he's like, yeah, average, not across the board average. And I was like, oh, oh well, I'll clarify it one day <laughs>
1: that is so funny. I'm so like here we are. yeah, here we are. I want to ask my husband to rate me now, and I'm like a little scared, but also curious because I know I'm not getting eight point fives in every category.
2: you're not gonna but let me more. ask you this though, if you're husband says you're a 10 do you believe him and then do you believe him with everything else you you ask him because so my husband calls me an eight and a half okay like I'm an eight and a half if I'm getting ready we're in the closet we're getting ready to go out I you know what conversation you're never going to hear at the Wiley house you're never going to hear babe do I look fat in this do I look bad you know why because if I look fat or bad he's just going to tell me anyway and that's not offensive to me that I it's trust guys it's trust
0: I would I'm respect that because, like, I would be like, because then I would be mad at outside. Like, why'd you let me leave the house looking bad? So I, I'm, I mean, I'm also impossible to please. So I feel like I'm just lost and and that's nothing you can fix. But yes, but I am with you on that.
2: Yeah, I'm like no, like I, because I know that everything he tells me is
0: the truth. Okay, there we. That explains it a lot. But see, this does explain it a lot better to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, hello, I don't, I don't, you know. <laughs>
1: So when you were picking out your housewives wardrobe, for instance, Ooh. did you ask Marcellus for his opinion or advice, or was that so- sort of like a solo mission? Because that's a, that's a big deal, like figuring out like what you're gonna wear not only to film but for your confessionals. Because confessionals, BravoCon, all, like yeah, BravoCon, like everything is a fashion show.
2: You guys, no, I don't ask my okay. Husband. You know why? <laughs> Because when I ask him, he says, go call your girlfriend. No, he's, (laughs) no, he, no, I didn't ask him. I mean, maybe there were like little times where like, I just, I just needed someone to be hypercritical and then I'll ask him. But for the most part, no, I didn't really ask him. But you know, can I tell you this about me? I live in athleisure. Like, you know, I went from being an athlete to a mommy and I'm like running around with little kids all the time and like at practices and at games and stuff. So like, I literally live in like Lulu and Aloe and, you know, there'd be like the red carpet event, you know, celebrity friend events, things like that, where I'd have to get all glammed up and stuff. But (laughs) going from that to like the everyday three hours in glam, all the wardrobe, all the things, it was honestly hysterical to me. Like I enlisted, like, I, you know, I have friends that are stylists and stuff and I have friends that are just, you know, really good with that stuff. So I enlisted like an entire team of people to like help me and, you know, and they were fabulous. And I feel like I've, you know, I've just picked it up over time and stuff. And now I'm like, I fully lent into it and I'm like embracing it and I'm having so much fun with it. Um, But I would, no joke. I would actually say at the beginning of filming, that was the, biggest learning curve for me Mm.
1: and like how would you describe your approach to it so obviously you enlisted a team to help you out did you sort of like tell them hey this is my vision pick everything out for me or were you like sort of involved in the process like what was that relationship like
2: so my really good friend who is a fantastic stylist she you know did a whole situation for me and I told her I was like free reign just do whatever, because when I do it for myself, I'm going to buy the same things over and over again. And like, I hate shopping. I do not. I'm not a shopper. I like bring it to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. I don't have time to like three hours in the mall. I'm not doing it. So I just always have people bring things to me. So that's what she did. And I was like, bring me things that like, you know, I wouldn't normally wear. The only thing I told her was comfort. Like mm. I will always put comfort first. And let me tell you the story why. Shortly after Marcel's and I started dating, I got these beautiful, like, blue suede heels. I don't even remember who made them now. But, um, and I wore them to a Laker game. And, you know, we're, we're walking through the tunnels. We're walking down. We're go sit courtside. And let me tell you, my feet like I've never been in so much pain, but we're sitting courtside. So I can't just like pop off my heels. So the next day my feet are like blistered. It's it's a, it's a mess. And my husband's like, like, why, why, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like it's not that
0: serious. And
2: so my number one rule ever since that is comfort
0: first. Wait, is there a, is there a comfortable for any person listening who's like, okay, no, but help me heal those blisters. Do you, have you found a comfortable shoe that you're like, I can wear this next to Erica Jane and also not have oh. blisters. You know what?
2: Um, Renee Caiovia. I love Ooh. their shoes. I just actually just recently went to an event for them as well, but like their shoes are fantastic. They're super duper comfortable. Um, you know, I feel like it's, it, it, sometimes it depends on the actual shoe itself mm. too, right? Like a heel versus a boo versus a whatever. But like, I'll tell you, even like my Prada boots over there, like I had to go take those to get stretched. Like, you know, they have to be comfortable if I'm going to wear them, you know? I will put in the effort, but it has to be comfortable.
0: And even though you're not the biggest shopper, yeah. I I feel like because even you see, I feel like the, the housewives, like especially in Beverly Hills, they'll go to a lunch and they're like, oh my God, I just bought a $2,500 bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. What has been your, have you given yourself like a treat splurge after holding your diamond or have you bought yourself something lately? You're like, that was extravagant, but I earned it or because I wanted it.
2: You know, so I was asked this another time too. And for it wasn't, it wasn't so much of like a treat thing for me. Cause like, this is just always, this has been my lifestyle, right? Like, it's not like, like if I want something, I just like, I go buy it. And I don't, I'm not really thinking about like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't need to come from my husband. It doesn't need to be for like a special event. Like, like we don't actually even buy each other Christmas presents. Cause I'm like, why? If I want something, I just go buy it. If he wants something, he just goes and buys it. Like it doesn't give it any more meaning if it comes from my husband. So when I say I don't like shopping, I just mean, I don't like going to the mall and like wasting my time. Cause I have things like, I got four kids. I work like we're busy. Wiley world is busy. So that's what I mean. When I say I don't like shopping, I love, I love getting things. Yeah, do right. like, we like I,
1: accumulating yes
2: yeah, exactly I like accumulating and acquiring I'm very yeah. good at that I just don't like I don't like seek it out myself or you know like we'll be if we're out or something and I see like oh I love those shoes I love that bag I'm like hey like personal shopper I need that you know like so that's that's what I mean when I say I don't like shopping like you know make it happen I'm just not doing it myself
1: do you have go-to designers like are you a Gucci girl a Burberry girl do you like finding unique designers like what's your vibe
2: um you know what I'm very into Chanel bags um I just I feel like they're just so classy and classic so I'd say for handbags Chanel is definitely my go-to um for like shoe, I've actually really gotten into like Hermes shoes lately um yeah like sandals and, and sneakers because their sneakers are just so classic and cute and you know like I said I'm an athleisure girl um for clothing I love Dior I like Gucci you know I like I like an an an, an arraignment of things like I, is arrayment even a word Arrayment.
1: No, it is it is right now
2: it is not it, it is what it is when you're with Dior Gucci and Hermes Hermes yeah. <laughs> A raiment. my I favorite brand arraignment a arraignment no and and again for me it's not about like it's not just the designer it's like what is the piece and what does the piece look like on my body how comfortable is the piece how does the piece make me feel you know because I feel like fashion needs to be it needs to be two things comfortable like I already said and fun comfortable and fun if you feel good in what you're wearing great and I also don't think that it always has to be the most expensive thing in order for it to be good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because a necklace.
0: She I said mean that, there you
2: go. Perfect example. It looked gorgeous. And if we didn't know, we didn't know. Like there's nothing wrong with Zara. I wore Zara to sudden's to sudden's um store party. Oh really? Wait, that was Zara. I, I Never thought that was Zara. That it was Zara. I was like, it is pink. I clearly love pink. It was super yes. comfortable, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna whip this out of the closet. Oh. And just it. Like, it doesn't matter. Sure, I'll wear Dior one day, and I'll wear Zara the next day. Now we are topic one's...
1: of things that are pink and super comfortable. We yeah. must talk about Denise Richards' furry pink jacket that was apparently reversible. Yeah. Thoughts she on the reversible? It? But I don't know. It, she uh, made it reversible. <laughs> what thoughts on uh, not only denise's jacket but just her performance in general this season and and her the 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 uh, line of attack she seems to have for erica she, uh, about something that's 4 years old
2: yeah um it was very clear that when denise came in like she had an agenda you know she was there for one reason and one reason only and that was to get something out of Erica what she wanted out of Erica I, I feel like is still not actually even clear um but it was a it was a little bit awkward to be around honestly and, and it was a little bit uncomfortable to see it after the fact I missed Taco Tuesday though because I was in Hawaii
1: and lucky you lucky and lucky
2: me. me. Yeah. It's so funny because people are like, okay, she came in for like two episodes and then she's not a taco Tuesday. I'm not in tonight. And they're like, "What? what is she go- What happened? Is she gone? And, and that goes back to, they'd already been filming for six weeks when they asked me to do it. I already had vacation planned with my family. So I was gone that week. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't see half, of all of the fighting with Denise and Erica. Um, But, uh, and I think too, like, you know, Denise had, I think she had a few other things kind of going on at the dinner, perhaps. Um,
1: I don't know. As a viewer of Taco Tuesday, someone who wasn't there but watched it later, what were your thoughts on the way Erica gathered Denise up? I mean, for the most part, it seems like the fans believe that she gagged her and gooped her and got her right where she belongs
2: yeah um I mean Erica she she ended that discussion you know what I mean she said what she needed to say she's like Denise I have nothing left for you and she said that several times so Denise I don't know why she kept trying she kept trying to go there and then you know she she asked for it Erica gave it to her because she asked for it you know and although I don't love that you know we're talking about Denise's daughter but that was what the original story was about and you know that was long before me and you know it wasn't like Erica was bringing it back up to attack her well I guess maybe the only fans was yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. um Denise just kept pushing, you know, she just kept pushing and, and Erica didn't even want to talk about it. So
0: you don't want to awaken an Erica Jane if she's letting right. just let you go. <laughs>
2: <That's all right. laughs> and it was it was actually it was interesting for me watching it because I wasn't there and because I've actually never seen that side of Erica. Right. Well, I, was <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised. Um, but I mean, that's not someone you want to mess with. You don't want to mess with an activated Erica Jane. And Denise should know that. Like Erica's very smart, you guys. Like next level smart. That woman is very intelligent. She has a memory like no one I've ever seen before. Really. Yes, and her memory
1: served her correctly when yes. we went back to the flashback of Denise Richards.
2: Yes, exactly. So, you know, seeing like the very calm, cool, collected Erica that, that I've only seen in person and then to seeing that Erica, I feel like she was really she was really activated. But Denise asked for it.
1: Do you think that Denise was asking for it uh because she was also maybe asking for her diamond bag? Like do you think that was her? Oh intention? wow. Ooh. I
2: never thought of that. I mean if that's if that's what she's after, then I feel Like that's a very sloppy way of doing it, you know. It's because she really she made a really big impact, but I it wasn't it was just wasn't the classiest of ways to do it. So I feel like if that's what she was after, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, wait. I do want to get your thoughts if you've watched because it is just shaking up the Bravo world right now. The finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because you said she's making a big big impact, but maybe it's a little sloppy. And then I immediately thought of Monica uh-huh. Garcia. And I come to find out, she has been running a troll account this whole entire time. And I just, I, I'm so shocked. I don't know how to process it. I don't know what this means for the future of Salt Lake City. But do you have any thoughts? Did you meet Monica at BravoCon? Like, what? Can you tell us?
2: So I I met uh, Monica at BravoCon. We met for like two seconds in like an elevator or something. Um, I don't, I don't watch Salt Lake City. So like, I don't know. Um, all I know is that, like people love her, right? Like people, the fans love her. Um, but I don't, I don't know much about what's happening with her. And, but I, I mean, I, I do follow Heather. So I did see, all that stuff about like the trolling account and whatnot. So like is it was it true? Like is she was uh, the yeah, she, she, she just owned- in a photo shoot confirming it. Oh wow yeah,
1: owning okay. it which is that's so gonna be a reunion. Scene.
2: You know, yeah. I think <laughs> another thing too and this kind of um this kind of goes back a little bit to um to Dr. Nicole I feel like for some people when they're not used to fame And when this is all new to them, they don't, they don't really know what to do with it. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know the tact and decorum that kind of goes along with it in certain regards. And I think sometimes they'll just go like balls to the wall and just do whatever they need to do for attention. And maybe, maybe that was that with her troll account or something. And, you know, maybe that was Nicole with like, I'm not going to talk to you about it, but I'm going to talk to everybody on Instagram about it instead, you know, just, yeah. just new for some people.
1: No, that I feel like that's a, that kind of is making sense.
2: That's a, yeah. mic drop. Yeah, that <laughs> is mean, a mic drop. I'm not saying I was famous. I'm not, but I've just got a lot of famous people around me.
1: Yeah. So, so you knew, you knew how to act and I think you are doing, a stellar job as a real housewife we are so grateful to have had yes. this hour of conversation thank with you, so you. uh welcome to the bravo world i hope you're here for a really long time
2: thank you guys so much and again thank you for having me it was so much fun and yeah me too it's you know it's a ride it's a roller coaster but we're gonna ride it till the wheels fall off yes in comfortable
0: sure. shoes, yes. in comfortable <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and chanel bag If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality, by page six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See
1: you next week.